Today, in Future History. Welcome, sentient beings. Everything you know is wrong, given enough time, so do not worry too much about some of the details. A few things are still important to get right, like bank accounts and the boiling point of liquid water, but let's admit it, you can probably look the rest up. That is, of course, exactly the opposite approach taken for these daily updates. All of our facts are checked, all of our sources are vouched for by a rather attractive kitten, and all of our rumors are pretty cool, so we let them slide. But this is no half-lie brought to you today on August 22nd. It was on or around this date in 3427 that Grand Sorcerer Nana Tingley, Ph.D., made her famous Gap Declaration by creating a microsatellite in low orbit around the Earth and broadcasting it across every radio frequency. The declaration ran for only 3.2 minutes in all its unstoppable glory. While most of the declaration was a citation record and acknowledgement of the spiritual dimension of etheric waves that were thanked for producing Tingley and her thoughts, the element that drew the most attention was not sent until nearly three minutes into the production. She declared that, in her scientific and professional astrological opinion, that the entire solar system had skipped a couple of days. The latter part of the message was a partial abstract and outline for her research paper entitled Observation of High Gravity Effects on Tree Snails Uprooted from Their Jungle Homes and Flung About in a Great Big Wheel While Listening to Ancient Heavy Metal Music Mostly Reconstructed from the Sonic Impacts on Fans Who Were Standing Way Too Close to the Stage When Distracted by a Blinky Light They Thought Was a Star on the Horizon Behind the Band And Math While not affiliated with any university or private research company at the time, the interest in the rest of her paper caused a bidding war. MIT version 3.4 offered a full research position. The orbital Think Deep research station surrounding Neptune offered an entire research nodule with a staff of three postdocs. Central Investigations Alliance, the CIA, no, not that one, offered the researcher something she could not refuse, lifetime concert tickets to go see The Meeples, a popular electro-swing industrial indie band known for hosting performances in choose-your-own-path hedge mazes. After Tingley joined the ranks of the Immortals in 3498, however, she successfully sued to prevent the CIA from invalidating her tickets, which ended up bankrupting both the research organization and the band. The Meeples and the CIA went on to work for Tingley as her indentured servants for several generations. But back to the research. During the initial bidding war, Tingley released the rest of her abstract and outline, which only served to drive up the competition even more, due in large part to the fact that they could only see physical copies, which had been carefully worded and colored in with pretty purple and turquoise ink. Once the CIA offer was accepted... The rest of the paper was released to the journal Abstract Time and Sandwiches, a choice that Tingley fought for. While not the most reputable of outlets, the AT&S was the most popular journal in the entirety of the solar system. Nearly every student still pursuing their post-secondary degree was a subscriber, and while not every professor or researcher read every article, they knew enough to make sure to keep up in all the juiciest science gossip circles. Initial response to the paper was decidedly mild, which caused a lot of confusion for the Institute, as they were sure it was going to rise into the top 50 for that week. Murmurs were heard, especially in the non-scientific paparazzi, 
who weren't able to digest the complex formulae nor interpret the pretty graphs, but focused on the smaller words that seemed important. Response letters were few and far between, and mostly focused on font choice or the correct spelling of neuroplasticity. General consensus in the scientific world at the time was that these observations and conclusions, although rigorous and precise, were also entirely and uninterestingly unreproducible. Nevertheless, they were forced to concede en masse that the paper was much more effective than most of the underground theses which were seeking to uncover one fundamental truth or another. Slowly, however, the mood shifted. More and more seemed to come out in praise of the results. Tingley soon entered the scientific talk circuit, appearing alongside the hologram recreation of Albert Einstein and that solar weather guy from all those late-night ads. Momentum built up, apparently organically, until it drowned out most other research at the time, and in an unprecedented move, it re-entered the science charts for a second time, now peaking at number two, just behind an essay questioning the inflationary language around spacecraft renewal. The rising noise included hundreds of derivative papers taking one or two sentences and expanding them out into entire doctoral degrees. Entire conferences were begun, which were extremely secretive and very well attended, especially in costumes. It only took a year before these conferences became mandatory for all researchers, including second-year grad students, and started to fall at regular times each solar year. From the outside, it appeared to be science doing exactly what it should, thinking about really important things and discussing ways to either stop them, make them happen, or change them. Finally, a second paper from Tingley spelled out the ultimate solution to the conundrum proposed by the first. In order to fix time, researchers all researchers from every discipline, were going to need to be given time. And thus, the Tingley sabbatical was born. How the scientists were to use this time varied. These few days off would generally be used to catch the universe up a bit, as well as vacuum the laboratories and generally get their much-neglected affairs in order, which was often abbreviated as Gasdompdurft, or give us some days off to make the universe right, please. Eventually, the Tingley sabbatical itself became the cause of a lot of missed days, so it was standardized. This was accomplished by adding new non-days to the standard calendar, in which many scientists and non-scientists claim the religious right to get a bit tipsy, primarily on the third day of the celebration, called Blur's Day. Of course, now we know that the original reason that Tingley proposed the paper in the first place was to get an extended vacation, and her campaign of letting scientists in on the plan by whispering it to them casually over a fizzy drink definitely helped to propagate it. By the time the truth came out, of course, it was too late to do anything, as the general populace rather liked their tingly sabbatical, and in particular, Blur's Day. This has been Today in Future History. It is anticipated that you will have questions about the things that you have heard. This is a normal reaction, and should not be considered dangerous or life-threatening. Please, lie down until the symptoms recede, for your own health. Tune in tomorrow when the rest of the universe will be explained, in minute detail, through a summary diagram. Stay calm, and remember that you, too, are part of a collective organism. So technically, you already know everything that's known by extension. So just tag along for the ride, Bruce.